Hello and welcome back to the Star Wars Book Community Podcast. I am your host for today, Johnny Maynard, but as ever, I am not alone. I am joined uh, by one of the usual suspects, Mr. Dan McQuarrie. Hello, Dan. Hello, how's it going? How are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, it's been a week. Um, <laughs> and we're also joined by Jason Munoz, uh, who many of you will know from his podcast, This Dad Reads. Hello, Jason. Hey, how's it going, guys? All good, all good. Uh, you are not long back from a little gathering called Comic Con in San Diego, is that right? Yes, that is. That this is true. It happened. <laughs> Fantastic. We'll, we'll have we'll have to pick your brains about that a little later on. Um, this is going to be one of our, I think, sort of a, a general chit chat episode. Just an opportunity to catch up and maybe give folks uh, an opportunity to get to know some of us a bit better we had planned to have a sort of a high republic retrospective slash looking forward to what's coming up episode but um one of our our usual suspects wasn't able to make it and we want to hold fire on that one for now so we're just marking time we're going to have uh, a bit of chat about what's going on with uh, with star wars with ourselves and uh, and we'll see where things go um, nothing high republic all high republic is off the table right <laughs> are we allowed to do that is that a thing we can possibly do i was gonna say i don't even think that's possible for us I to keep high republic so. <laughs> off the table yeah it's I feel like it's always on the table it, it, yeah absolutely um here here's my first question to you guys um what is what is your Star Wars origin story? Where did it all start for you? Jason, what about you, first of all? Yeah, um, my Star Wars story, actually, it wasn't as um, like ingrained in me from you know birth as a lot of people's stories are. Um, I don't know if the like nerd culture, fandom culture thing kind of like skipped a generation or what, but like both of my parents don't really have that kind of, you know, fan gene you know I, I, you guys know what i'm talking about when i say that right it's just like you feel you feel really connected to media or something so um i, I would say mm -hmm. my dad probably more than anyone like he's really connected to music that's where i get a lot of my arts and music i think passion from but um just remember one day back in the day back in the video store days like the vhs stores um we were walking around our local one and um, i remember my mom just saying like oh i think you guys would really like this i think though i was probably like maybe nine or 10. I, it wasn't like a little, little kid. And I have a younger brother who's about 18 months younger than me. So a lot of things were like, I wasn't really introduced to them until it was, you know, and he was old enough to watch it too. Um, but, and of course that thing always happened where it was like, he got to watch stuff, you know, when I did, even though he was younger and I would always get mad. So anyway, that's just how that works. Yeah, it is <laughs> right. It happens with my kids all the time now. Um, and you're just like, Oh, well, um, but I remember my mom thinking, oh, you, you guys would really like this. And it was, you know, what it was now episode, um, one, uh, sorry, episode four, you know, the first, there was no talks at this point of any sort of prequel era. And this was like, or this was nineties, like early nineties. Yeah. I was, I was going to ask you when this was, cause you said VHS store. So already I've got mm -hmm. you in a point. That's already time. dating me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was, it was probably 93 or 92, okay. I would want to yeah. say like early to mid nineties. Um, and so, yeah, I turned 40 this year. So you guys can do the math. So it was probably like 1993 or something like that. So um, I remember taking it home and, um, but it was one of those things where she never said like, I really like this or like, it was nothing. It was nothing. It was just like, oh, you guys would probably like this. And so we watched it and we liked it. Then of course we went and we watched all of them eventually. Um, and then as I started getting older uh, and it was one of those things where, like we thought it was cool but I think at a certain point, even then, like those movies, they feel kind of dated now. Even they're not like modern movies, right? It, even for the 90s, those are still considered like, quote unquote, old movies. Um, so I remember thinking like, that was cool. I liked it. Um, but and I remember um, I was a huge reader. I've been a huge reader my whole life. And I remember I would go to the library all the time to get books. And I remember checking out a Star Wars book at one point. And I don't remember what it, what it was or I don't remember anything. But mm. I just remember being so confused. Like I had no idea what was going on. And I was just like, I knew I liked the movies. And so I picked yeah. up a book and I was totally lost. Like, I mean, totally this was, so this is like mid nineties, right? So yes. I mean, th th this could be any, this could be, could be like, I don't know, 
Trucid Bakura or the Courtship yeah. Princess Leia or a random Rogue Squadron book. Literally, guys, I couldn't <laughs> tell you. I tried to think about this. No idea. I mean, I could probably go back and date and figure it out. I don't even have a memory of the cover. I have not. All I remember is yeah. being like, I can't do this. I don't understand. So um, then <laughs> well, cut to, you know, beautiful. when the freak... Some someday when you're catching up with all the legend stuff, you are, you are going to get to that book, and you're you're going to have that joy yep. of getting to you know, there'll, there'll be something that triggers in your brain. You'll be like, "This um, is the book," you know. The memory will just connect all of a sudden. You'll Absolutely. be like, "This is it! I finally found the book." <laughs> I hope so. You would hope so. But you guys, I mean, I guess I don't know. This is a little insight, and I, tell me if I'm just talking too much. But um, the stuff that I did, that I I think the stuff that I had a hard time connecting with back then is the stuff that I still have a hard time connecting with in any sort of book, whether it be Star Wars or otherwise. Like it's kind of like any sort of war terminology or like dogfight stuff. Like that's not really what I like. I, I don't grasp onto that and like love it. Um, and so I, that's why I remember getting lost was like names and like politics and terms and terminology. Um, so that's not my forte. So I have a feeling even if I did pick that book up. I probably wouldn't have a memory of it because I'll probably be like, oh, this part is like not my jam anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it sounds like a Rogue Squadron book to me, but... Okay. Yeah. We, but, but, your I, guess I, is I said, as good as mine, my friend. I mean, yeah. I I had a I had a difficult time with that first Rogue Squadron book when I finally caught up with it on Essential Legends. And I still... Yeah. I haven't I, read... I, I struggle with stuff like that. I haven't read any of the other Essential Legends re-releases of that series yet. I'm okay. determined to. I'm, gonna, I'm determined to reread the first one as well. Mm-hmm. And go, go back and double check and, you know, go back yeah, with they, open they minds. Get, they're fun. They get better. Yeah. But again, it's not like my go-to, like, you know, dog fights and descriptive, yeah. you know, <laughs> anything like that. No, that's oh, not my thing. Really. Oh, overly but, descriptive. Um, Pros about sort of strange um, aerial maneuvers in 3D space. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I, 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 I see it. Like, I just need yeah. to see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So that was my introduction. Really cool. What about you, Dan? Oh, I mean, I get I, the, I, the the one similarity is it was on video. My my first interaction with Star Wars, I was, I think I was just at the point where DVDs were starting to become a thing when I still. I don't even think it was my video. It was one of my pals had a, the video box set of the original trilogy. And I'm for some reason very confident that the first Wars film I watched was Return of the Jedi for some strange reason, not even being the first one. But it's the one that sticks out in my head the most of like when I was a kid, just like watching the Ewoks and like going around my friend's house like every week and constantly watching Return of the Jedi. And, and then it was buying lightsabers and fighting with my pals and getting a bit too excited and someone getting a black eye and then the Lego sets because it was the prequel times when I was of that age. So it was buying oh, all the Lego so sets. Young. You're so and young. I, and then it's come full circle because all the Lego sets are back now, but I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a grown man buying the Lego now. Um, so yeah, that was basically where it started. And then I was just was obsessed with Star Wars ever since. I think I've I've sort of had times in my life where I've been less obsessed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But definitely since, I, I guess it's it's definitely since the the Disney acquisition is sort of where my sort of Star Wars love came back, just because they were back on in the cinema, and there were you know Disney Plus came out so I could catch up on all the shows that I hadn't finished, I hadn't watched all of when I was younger, and then now. I, I read, I don't know, I can't remember, when I read my first book, my first Star Wars book might have actually been during lockdown in 2020, during COVID times, might have actually been the first time I picked up a Star Wars book. And then that was just me opening up a whole new window of potential money that I can spend on Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. I, I kinda, I'm glancing over to the side here um, in my home office and looking at my bookshelves and thinking, yeah. There's there's a lot of money yeah. that goes onto those shelves. Yeah. It's yeah, it, it's it's not a small undertaking to, to to commit to keeping up with no, just the story content. And I I have a very like I very much have like a, a collector's personality in the sense that when I start buying one of something, I I just need all of it. So it's like yeah, I, mean, I you know in lockdown made the mistake of like, oh, you know what I haven't done in 20 years is play with some Lego. I made the mistake of buying one and then next thing you know, I've bought 10 and then made the mistake of, <laughs> yeah. I think when I started reading Star Wars books, I was reading them on the Kindle and I was like, you know what, I want the physical books on the shelf to look nice and then that was a yeah. steep spiral as well. 
<laughs> Keeping up with yeah. the comic paperbacks, it it never stops. But that's that's why we love it. Indeed, indeed. Although it's one of the reasons that as I'm now catching up on Legends, I'm I'm kind of making a point that I'm going to start using libraries more. I'm going to start using digital editions more. Mm. Canon, I want my physical collection. That's kind of going to be my thing. Uh, but with a lot of the legend stuff, I'm, I'm I'm going to, as far as I can, in to take it through libraries and uh, digital stuff. That's call, maybe yeah. easier to get a hold of anyway. Cause, you know, hard, hard nice... copies of some of that old legend stuff is kind of hard to come by sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless it's your nice shiny essential legend stuff that I again, like. Those they're just. I haven't even got round to reading one of them yet, and I already have like fifteen on my shelf because I've just bought all of them and I still haven't opened a page yet. But I just had to have them because they look nice. They look so good. Dan, have you got um mostly? You're you're, you're based in the UK. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're are you mostly getting the ones now with the penguin logo at the bottom? Oh, or that's are you good still getting? Are you still getting the slightly larger format American editions with Delray? Yeah, so so I have a mixture of both, which really yeah. hurts my you know, oh, hurts so my annoying. OCD because they don't line up perfectly. So I've I think most that. of them. I've seen that. I think most of it, them are Delray, and then I can see a same. few penguins as well. Oh, only recently, I think, have penguins in the UK started to do their own printings of these. So, but now we're starting to see them trickle through. So all of the sort of the, the first couple of waves, I've got these lovely, slightly larger format american edition and you know, the, the the american covers are a little bit softer they're really nice to handle yeah the, the uk editions are a bit smaller slightly stiffer covers easier to break the spine i don't like them i don't like them yeah uh, and it winds me up that they don't match as well no i'm i the thing that's annoying me the most is that i've got the obviously they re-released the bane trilogy and mm. Oh, are they all different? They're all different. So all all three of my Bane books are a different size. And it's like, oh, for goodness sake. At some point, I know that my money is just going to get spent on making sure that all of them line up. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be a big undertaking Mm -hmm. at some point. But I'm not ready for that yet. (laughs) Completely. I'm already there in terms of, okay, I think I'll pause any pre-orders on Essential Legends from UK retailers. And I might just try to source the American editions. Um, I I find it difficult to even find them on a lot of the uk mm. retailers oh um, yeah and i think that's something the, i think america america does a lot better than us is just having books that are easy to order yeah. because in the uk it is a nightmare to get hold of so anything hard. so hard <laughs> with these essential legends ones one of the best one of, my top tip would be to go to somewhere like wikipedia and look for the isbn the, oh, yeah. the international right, standard yeah. book number for these that's been allocated to the essential le- the pending essential legends release and you can usually on most of the book sites do an advanced search using the isbn and, and right. zero okay. in on That's the cor- zero in on the correct edition but no you're right if sort of a, even sort of a couple of weeks after the announcement try to find an essential legends pre to pre-order on somewhere like amazon uk it's a nightmare you'll find all of the old editions but for some reason it won't pop up unless you've got that isbn well yeah, really if you guys want to go in and on the Insane shipping costs. I mean, I can be your American vendor. I mean, I can drive to the store. (laughs) Fantastic. You could start a little business of just. Yeah, exactly. Not really worth it. I same thing when I talk. Selling books to the UK bookstagram community. Yeah, in Australia, I was like, I want to help my friends out, but that that shipping is insane. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. I, 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 off piste here, but I had some um, droid legs for my cosplay shipped from Australia to Ireland. Um, and it was eye-wateringly expensive. Um, I bet. I, I can't even remember because I blanked it out. It was just, yeah, parkingly. <laughs> um, yeah. More expensive so, than the legs. The shipping was yeah, more exactly, expensive probably. than the legs, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah. So my when, when my first Star Wars experience was, I, I guess I'm probably going back to like 1982, and I'm five years old. So do the maths. Um, I'm, I'm as old as Star Wars, pretty much. And um, it 
the first movie had just premiered on UK TV. It was the first time it had been aired on UK TV. And I guess my brother, my older brother, he's three and a half years older than me. I guess he probably pestered my parents into taping it off the TV on VHS. And I just remember the whole sort of the, the subsequent half term holiday at the end of October. Uh, we probably watched that thing three or four times a day all through that school <laughs> holiday. Uh, and I think my, my, my poor mother, um, she was unfortunately housebound. She, she was um, disabled from, from, from a relatively young age. So she was housebound. Uh, she couldn't even get up to leave the room. She, 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 she's stuck in a room with these two kids, sat on the floor watching this film on a loop for, I don't know, probably a whole, probably a whole week or maybe two weeks, however long the holiday was back then. I think she was just glad for the holiday to be over and to be able to watch something else for a change. Um, but that, that was it for me. I was just hooked. Uh, and sort of the, that, that whole part of my childhood was all about Star Wars, the Kenner toys, um the first film i saw in the cinema then was the next summer 1983 we got to see return of the jedi um just yeah it, everything revolves around star wars for, for a couple of intense years and then there was no more star wars the toys toy line dried up you know and just the, the fickleness of children i kind of moved on to other stuff <laughs> like um you, you call it gi joe in america it was action force over here um, things like He-Man, Transformers, all the rest, just whatever the whatever the kids are playing with in the playground now. And I, I guess I probably came back to it then in the nineties when it was getting VHS releases, you know, sort of the widescreen releases and that sort of thing. I kind of threw myself back into it, and around about the same time, probably getting on board with um, some of the really early expanded universe and and what, what what's now called Legends, you know. Um, but I didn't keep up with that stuff. I, it was okay. I, I, I enjoyed it well enough, but I didn't enjoy it enough to spend what little expendable income I had as a teenager on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I guess it was, you know, Heir to the Empire trilogy was, was, was I enjoyed it okay. Uh, I really enjoyed the Jedi Academy trilogy. I loved the Dark Empire comics. But when, when they started announcing things like Rogue Squadron, um, I was just like, I don't, I don't know if I want to spend my pocket money on a book about Wedge. I just wasn't there, you know. I, 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 maybe that's just sort of the the, the, the closed justice mindset. for Wedge. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, you know, I, I I love Wedge, especially in the aftermath books. Yes, know. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I just wasn't on board for whatever reason. So I kind of drifted away and then didn't come back to the book stuff until you know probably my early thirties, I think. You know, mm-hmm. go, going right, back yeah, to yeah. the late, going back to the late noughties, um, basically mm-hmm. things like Darth Plagueis maybe okay. brought me back on board. Uh, I was just getting sort of slowly back on board, usually prequel era stuff or older stuff than that, in terms of in terms of the timeline. Still steering away from the post Return of the Jedi stuff um, that I'd read a bit of in the nineties, and then they reset the canon, and I was like, oh, okay, well th- this is my opportunity to kind of actually keep up this time. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry that there's 25 years of stuff I don't know. Right. You know, I, I, yeah. now I can, and I, I think that's probably not an uncommon mm-hmm. theme with, with folk yeah. journeys. You know? Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, same thing, same thing happened for me. Um, it's really, and we'll, High Republic talk, can't get away from it. Oh, it was yeah. really the High Republic um, announcement when they, when they kind of started teasing that was happening. I was like, oh my gosh, like, that sounds so fun. And it sounds... I want to be ready for that. So that really triggered me jumping back into canon. And like, I was like, I'm going to read everything. I'm going to go read it all. Like, cause I, maybe I had a bad taste in my mouth from, you know, 10, 11 year old me back in the day when I tried to read a star Wars book and I was like, not feeling it, but I never jumped into the books. I mean, I've been a reader for a long time, but I was reading just kind of general fiction, other stuff. I was an English major. So like, you know, I was reading a whole bunch of other stuff, but it never really crossed my mind to go back into star Wars books again. And maybe part of it was cause it was so big. And I know that's what, you know, causes a lot of people to pause when they're like, I want to read Star Wars, yeah. but where do I start? So it was yeah. really that Republic thing that made me think, okay, great. I'm going to go at least read Canon. It was pandemic. Yeah. It was, it was, you know, there was a lot of free time on everybody's hands. Yep. So yep. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. You said you were a literature major. Certainly for me, um, I, I didn't do literature at university, but I'm sure there was not a little bit of sort of snobbishness on my own part about generally yeah. steering away from licensed fiction. You know, mm-hmm. I, I actually I worked in bookshops for a while 
um, usually working alongside a lot of other frustrated arts graduates who didn't know what to do with their lives. <laughs> and, um, you know, a lot of folks there, you know, the, the, people would gravitate towards literary fiction, you know, mm -hmm, in terms mm -hmm. of what, what they yeah. would read to get their jollies. And a lot of folk who, a lot of folk who worked in the bookstore kind of looked down their noses a bit at the, the sci-fi and fantasy section of the bookshop. You know, it was kind of slightly interesting. You know, it's all a bit, you know, geeky and a bit, Jeez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the the writing isn't as good as you know the stuff we've got over on the A to Z fiction shelves, which is the sure. general <laughs> lit fix stuff. You know. Well, I mean, I I funnily enough have have Star Wars to thank for actually getting me back into being a book reader again. Like, That's I, awesome. I, I was a I was a you know a big book reader when I was when I was a kid, and probably up until the age of maybe thirteen, fourteen, you know, I was constantly reading. There were lots of sort of franchises that I read loads of random books that I re read here and there and then for some reason I don't know it was probably just me becoming a teenager and becoming more interested in other things I just stopped reading for like went off to university still wasn't reading and I don't, genuinely don't think I had read a book in maybe seven or eight years and yeah. then I got obsessed with Star Wars again and I was like right I hear there's these books that are canon, right? Okay, this is good. And then picked up Aftermath and then that was me hooked. And then because of Star Wars, I've now I'm I'm back into actually reading my books again. So so it's all the all the all the the, the literature snobs who don't like Star Wars, it's made someone read again. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And that's all that matters, honestly. Exactly. Like, it doesn't matter what you read. Like there's no and I think culture has changed so much. Obviously, like the globalization of a lot of things. Obviously, we I have friends now, you guys who are in totally different countries. Like, how have we have ever connected before? Absolutely. And so like I feel like yeah. social media and like culture and like geek culture like is basically pop culture now. And yeah. I feel like there's a lot less like barriers and a lot less like mm, I was never embarrassed about it, but it was, there are a lot of people just own it. Like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to read. And like, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. And there's niches everywhere. So like, it doesn't matter what you're into, like just read and enjoy what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. It, it, spending time on bookstagram is totally illuminating because you, 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 every now and again, you trip across a new genre. It's like, mm -hmm. there, there's a whole, there's a whole section of bookstagram that's devoted to dark academia. As, as, as a as a subgenre of stuff, you know, and I don't even know I don't even know what that is beyond that they all seem to enjoy Donna Tartt's The Secret History, um, but you know it's that kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, it, you, you're absolutely right, Dan. And also, it also helps that Star Wars book fans are the best Star Wars fans as well. Like hundred percent, like hundred. Totally. I mean, I, I've I've been a Star Wars fan my whole life. I've spent a lot of time thinking, oh, kind of Star Wars fans are a bit moany a bit grumpy a bit angry about stuff and that, i've always been like i'm not like that but you know people out there are and then as soon as i discovered you know star wars bookstagram and book fans are just the mm -hmm. happiest most positive mm -hmm. part of the fandom ever yeah. and it's it was a joy to discover that there's that many people out there that genuinely just read star wars because they love star wars and yeah even a book that someone doesn't like you, you rarely find a review which is like this is garbage this book sucks <laughs> right yeah yeah absolutely i haven't used those exact words but yeah if you go dig into some of my archives you might find a couple <laughs> oh now i need to go and have a look jason i want, uh -oh. I want to see what books you didn't dig <laughs> when you when you've been reading someone's reviews for a while i think you you tend to be able to pick up on the ones that they genuinely like and the ones that because even when we're trying to be positive about yeah, stuff yeah you can yeah you know that damn with faint praise or yeah you know folk yeah. fo 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 get a vibe that maybe you're just looking for something nice to say yeah, yeah exactly there's definitely a few being... of my reviews that uh definitely but, like it was good but... yeah <laughs> but the, the point is that we're looking for something nice to say you know, and I think that is the differentiator with um, the book community uh, in, yeah. among the Star Wars fandom. You know, yeah. uh, it's it's very rare that, that that you trip across a Star Wars book or comic account where the person regularly just says this trash. Is trash. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, and I would never want to do that either. Like, and I feel like the vibe for the most stuff out there is like this wasn't for me, but like it could be. I never want to discourage anyone from picking yeah. up a book or picking up a especially something star wars. like if you love star wars pick it up like or decide for yourself you know like uh, who am i to say like what you should or shouldn't read and i i find that's one of the most hard 
one of the hardest things I see it on Reddit all the time. The question I see, it's like, should I read the young adult book? Should I read this? I'm like, just read it and find out for yourself. Like, what do you, yeah. are you trying to get permission? Like, are you trying to get, like, no one's the authority. Like, if we all have our own tastes, you know? So, and I always just am so tempted to be like, yes, <laughs> comment yes on every single Reddit thread where they ask that. So. Yeah, no, you, you're, mm. you're absolutely right. There, there's no substitute for just diving in and figuring out what you like and what you don't like and you know, the, the best advice, I guess, is to keep an open mind all the way through. M yeah. Make up your own damn mind and... <laughs> and then let's talk about it when you're done. Like, Yeah, yeah. Ex exactly. Because, like, yeah, not everything is going to be a piece of gold to you, but there's going to be something sure. about it, you know? But it's more about the conversation and the community. I think that's what part of, you know, Bookstagram or Star the Star Wars book people, that's what's really, I think, surprised me the most because it really started from, like, a just selfish personal thing like i just want to i'm trying to do this for myself it's like my own goal i want to read these books and then it's like oh should i start a social like should i just kind of share what i'm doing does anyone care but then i think what surprised me the most is that it's the conversation and the people you get to meet while you're doing it because you you're not going to agree on everything yeah. but it's like the, the conversations you get to have and um the insights or the perspectives that you didn't have yourself that uh, those to me are the most um i don't want to get too like nourishing or just like i think that was the most surprising part to me about engaging with books online is it's it's engaging with people you know yeah um yeah i i, I had a, a pretty much the same experience jason you know i i started up my instagram account simply because i felt i needed an outlet because i was spending the time reading this stuff and i had no one to talk to about it mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. I, I, alas no, no no one in my real life cares <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah my, my, my wife is definitely a star wars fan and you know she, she watches all the animation all the live action shows you know I'm, I'm blessed that you know she'll happily sit on the sofa with me and, and, and indulge all of that and enjoy it genuinely enjoy it but you know I, i've maybe managed to get her to read one or two star mm -hmm. wars books you know over the course of our you got maybe um, you got maybe <laughs> yeah uh, well, the gateway drugs um, that, that was successful, Rebel Rising, was one that okay. she really enjoyed. She, I, I, she was a Rogue One, she was a Rogue One fan. She liked uh -huh. Jin, so I kind of thought, well, here's Jin's story. Mm -hmm, There's one mm -hmm. to enjoy. I think it took her about six months, but she did read it <laughs> and quite enjoyed it. That's awesome. Um, Jason, I wanted to talk to you about SDCC. Um, yes. Yeah. Not, not, not least because I'm insanely jealous that you got to go. <laughs> uh, to, uh, all, all of you folk who live in America have these opportunities to, to go to these amazing conventions so much more frequently than, than we do. And I guess I shouldn't say that because we got to go to Celebration. Yeah, this yeah year. We, we did get Celebration <laughs> yeah. this year. Having yeah. said that. <laughs> Having said that, we did go to Star Wars Olympics yeah. this year. Um, <laughs> But no, so how, how was SDCC? <laughs> it was great, guys. It was, and hear me say, like, I, we were talking before we started, like, I live in the state where San Diego Comic-Con happened. Like, I live in California. I've never once been to San Diego Comic-Con. Like, it's been a dream of mine and a goal of mine since I was, you know, a 12-year-old reading comics. Um, there's a, a comic book magazine over here called Wizard. I don't know if that's international, but I was reading Wizard magazine. I kind of saw the birth of like this con and I was like always thinking like I want to go to that. So to me, it's been something that I've always wanted to do. Cut to my adult life. It's near impossible to attend this thing now because it's so huge. Like it's yeah. not just it's not just comic con. It's like media con. Right. And yeah. then this year was even more different because of all the strikes going on over here. The Writers Guild, the Screen Actors Guild. And so mm -hmm. I um, thankfully I kind of stumbled upon a way to get in this year. And um, it's again, thanks to the community. Like I would never have gone to san diego comic-con if i had not been a part of the online book community and made friends there so thankfully i made it made a i've made a great friend named justin he runs the nerdy bookshelf on instagram huge comic oh, book yeah. collector yeah. yeah so we've become friends and um he lives about four hours away from me down he lives in southern california and he actually got me in like that's he has a buddy who runs a booth who needed help and that like basically we didn't have to pay to go um, which was awesome because I, you know, I didn't really have money to spend a whole bunch on a, another con to go to. And so we had a, we were able to go for one day only, only one day, which was fine. So um, it was great. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of thankful that this was the first year I got to go because I have a feeling it was kind of like, I think it was the Comic-Con of my, you know, adolescence because it was just about comics and um, just about artists. 
because mm-hmm. n- those big studios weren't there. Like the pan- those big movie panels weren't there. The TV panels yep. weren't there. And that's yeah, not, yeah. Not, not me harping on them at all. Like, but that I would not have engaged with those things anyway, even if I, even if they were there, like to me, it's not worth the hassle or the stress or the chaos to get into those things. I love art and I love authors and artists. So I would have been hanging out on the exhibit floor. I would have been trying to get those exclusive. I would have tried, been trying to talk to comic book artists, the authors. That's what I w- would have been doing anyway. Yeah. So um, I'm glad that my first one was kind of, and I've heard a lot of people saying like it felt different than years past because of that. Um, it felt like the cons of old and like, yeah. you know, people like Jim Lee who are like epic comic book um, artists or, you know, those were the celebrities of this one this time instead that's of all the actors. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's so really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. Like I spent my entire day on the exhibit hall floor just because I didn't have a ton of time to kind of just, I, I unfortunately didn't even go to any panels. Um, I didn't go to the publishing, the Lucasfilm publishing panel. Unfortunately, I didn't make it to the um, higher public's author signing, which was kind of a bummer. I mean, I've been blessed enough to be able to meet them before, but um, it was an epic day. Like, I, it was one of those things where it's like you you get so hyped about it. I didn't really even know if I was going for sure up until probably like three weeks before. So it was kind of I was trying not to get my hopes too high just in case it didn't work out. Um, but it was also one of those things where it was like. I was trying not to be sad that it was over before it even started <laughs> because I didn't, it's, you know, it's like those epic Disney trips or vacations or holidays where it's like, you're so excited and then you just don't want it to be over. So I was really trying to stay just like mindful. Um, I got like no sleep the night before. So I knew that the adrenaline was going to be high and, um, but it was really cool. Like it was packed. It was crazy. It was like the craziest, craziest day at like a theme park, like shoulder <laughs> to shoulder, like walking around. Yep. So that was frustrating and got really old at times. But um, stoked to be able to like meet some of my all-time favorite comic book artists and authors, creators. Like George Mann and Kristen Baber came and found me in the afternoon, like because oh, I couldn't get nice. to them. Like it was just so kind and like yeah. it was really cool. Um, yeah, yeah I got you you've spoken to George on the podcast before, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. And so we. I, I thought we really hit it off. Like George is just like a guy who I'd be friends with. Like he would come and have play game nights at my house. Like he's just like a really nice, normal guy. And I wanted to be able to just like say hi to him in person. So we were able to do that. It was was so nice. Like, yeah, Yeah, he seems super cool, George, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We've got him lined up to join us on the pod later this month. Yes. I'm I'm really stoked. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, I, I love particularly those, um, the, the sort of the myths and legends and the myths and fables, dark legends, mm-hmm. all that stuff that he has. Yes. Those, those books are great. So, yes. Unfortunately, um, I didn't have any of my, I brought a number of books for him to sign. I had all four of my nameless terrors I wanted him to sign. I didn't, I didn't have my bag with me. I like, I could, he didn't sign any of my stuff, which is fine. Like, <laughs> well, I'll catch him another time, you know, <laughs> maybe next year or yeah, something like yeah. that. So that wasn't well, the most important thing, but yeah. Yeah. I get the feeling he ain't going anywhere. He'll he'll be doing some more stuff for Star Wars. Oh yeah, they're not gonna let him stuff. go. He's like the man of all. Tr- he can do anything. He's writing everything. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, what guys is making you happy with Star Wars right now? What's what, what what's floating your <laughs> Star Wars boat? <laughs> that's a that's a that's a good question. That one. Um, I mean to be honest, like my honest answer is just most of it like i have loved all the disney plus shows all, all the the new tv that's been coming out you know some more than others but i still like like you know liked all of them and all for me was absolutely incredible mm. funny enough jason i was just listening to your uh interview with claudia gray a few days ago in the car just there and she just absolutely well, that's all we talked about all you talked about was andor <laughs> which was perfect because i was sitting there thinking oh i love andor as well she um, was like chomping at the bit to like, yeah, just talk about andor yeah. i'm like let's do it let's go. <laughs> um but i think to be honest i think what what i have just i mean the the main answer is obviously like the high republic um I sort of started catching up on phase two a little bit later. So it's sort of my January to May of this year was just dominated by all of phase two all at once. Um, and that, that just brought me a lot of joy. I absolutely love the high Republic phase two was excellent. All the stuff from all the writers was, was good. And just seeing 
starting to see our covers and our reveals and all the hype building up for phase three and being very jealous of everyone who's got copies of the anthology that I don't have I know, right? <laughs> that is just, with the exception <laughs> of that, which is bringing me jealousy, not joy. Just that is what's making me happy as a Star Wars fan right now. It's just, just well, the, the hype around... Well, what, what you mean is you're very, very happy for your dear friend Jason who can enjoy... <laughs> <laughs> Very happy and not at all jealous of the oh, fact that he's probably uh-huh. <laughs> read some of it already. I, I take it you did pick up a copy, Jason. Okay, guys, <laughs> I'm trying. This isn't bragging at all, but I was there and like people were messaging or uh, I was telling Zane. People were asking if I was going to buy it, but I literally it was it came to the it, Disney sent it to me. Like I got it in the mail, and I, it was literally coming to me the day after I was at Comic Con. So I didn't buy one at Comic Con because I knew that I was getting like. So that's, I, I don't know how else to say that. It's just what happens. So I don't mean to incite any sort of jealousy, but um, Disney sent me a copy. And so early, early, early and free, early and free. We don't hit you at all. No, no. right. I know. Sorry. sorry, sorry. Well, yeah, because obviously well, Chris has got one as well. And I was like, oh, for goodness sake, he's got one has, too. Has Davey's like, bagged one as well. Damn. Okay. Yeah. You guys will get there. You guys will get there. Yeah. You'll get there. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I do get... Um, I, I get a, uh, re- review copies, uh, physical copies from the UK folks, the, the Delray UK folks. Yes. Mm-hmm. But they're not dropping those very early. So they're gen- generally coming through on the day of release. Oh, which, okay. which generally yeah. means they arrive after or around the same time as my Amazon pre-order. Uh, which is why I'm genu- generally well stocked to do the occasional book giveaway because I've just there got you go. a, couple, That's cool. a couple of copies <laughs> of things. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Jason, what, what, what's keeping you happy? What's making you happy at the minute in the world of Star Wars? I think, in all honesty, um, that it's kind of like that things are kind of spread out. Like I, I think it's making me happy that it's like my personal life and what I can pull off is like kind of matching with like the content that's coming out. It's like, I get, I get really overwhelmed when there's like, you know, vision comes out and then this is out and there's this book. So it's like when the media is just overwhelming, um, it overwhelms me. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah. but I'm, I'm definitely of the, you know, motto of all Star Wars is good Star Wars. So like to me, anything that comes out, I'm just thankful mm-hmm. and I'm just appreciative yeah. that it exists. I'm sitting here looking at my like nubs backpack that I got from uh, <laughs> Justin picked it up from Disneyland for me. But it's like just media like that. And behind me, you can see I have my Young Jedi Adventures poster. But I, just, I was like, admiring media, that, yeah. There's media for all ages. And like my daughter is obsessed with Young Jedi Adventures. And like, I'm just thankful that like, um, there's like something for everyone right that there's like content for all types of tastes and age ranges um and i am i'm just happy that um the authors and the publishers care to tell the stories that they are in um written in written media and i just feel like it's they care about what the fans think and they care about quality content um and yeah, again, I'm stoked for High Republic Phase 3. Obviously, like everyone, I have not started the YA anthology yet. Um, and part of it is because, guys, this is the the blessing and the curse. Like, if you get stuff early, like as a fan, I want to read it. But then mm-hmm. as a reviewer, I get really lazy. And I don't write my <laughs> reviews right away. So if I I'm, I don't have the momentum or the... if I, I like to publish reviews on the days books come out. But I'm really bad about writing reviews early. So I really want to read the book, but that doesn't mean I'll review it right after I read it. So I'm try- I might hold off a little bit, but I don't think I can. I think I'm going to have to read it soon and then just hunker down and review it right away. Yeah, just, just um, put, put a false deadline for your, your review copy in your calendar. I know, and, and, but then it's like, when it's, it's not real, I'm like, well, I can push that. You know, I'll <laughs> no, it later. I know. I know. And the, or a comic comes up, something else comes up that I have to review because it came out and there's a deadline. So anyway, um, yeah, I'm just thankful that Star Wars is, they're still churning out stuff. I'm excited for, um, you know, Ahsoka like everybody else. Yes, um, absolutely. So, yeah. 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 I um, what's, what's, what's making me happy with Star Wars right now? Everything? <laughs> just, just basically dance. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah just exactly. The fact, I mean, to, to your point, Jason, you know, just the fact that it keeps on coming, mm-hmm. and I, I don't have to worry that if if the next thing that I'm looking forward to turns out to not be life alteringly wonderful, and you know, 
spoiler alert, I'm in my mid forties. Nothing is going to be life alteringly wonderful anymore. <laughs> you know, that 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 sounds terrible, but you know, you will not have the same sort of epiphany at forty five that you had at five years old, enwrapped <laughs> by this you know by the seeing this thing for the first time you know mm-hmm. but you know there's so much stuff coming out that it doesn't matter if if the, the next thing doesn't isn't life-changing mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. It, it will be good it will be well told um mm-hmm. if it doesn't immediately float your boat it's always worth standing back and figuring out why that is and having a sensible engagement with it uh, you know and, and, I, and i kind of enjoy that process anyway you know that, that that's yeah. part of yeah. part of the fun for me is like going, oh that okay that was odd I don't know what to think about that and mm-hmm. then negotiating with it and sort of you getting your head and your heart around it as it were um, so I just I just look forward to that repeating that process over and over again you know I'm gonna I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna get to do it with Ahsoka I'm gonna get to do it with you know sort of new High Republic books as they drip through uh, end of the summer through into the autumn. Uh, well, have we got any other novels coming out but between now and the end of the year? We, we have the, the uh, Return of the Jedi um, oh, that... from a certain point of view. Oh, yeah. yeah, That's coming out in that. August. And so, was yeah. it Crimson Climb? Is that what it's called? Crimson Climb is coming out. Yeah, the Kira yeah. novel. Yeah. And then just heaps of High Republic. <laughs> was anything announced from Claudia Gray at SDCC? No, no uh, new books were announced. They just revealed yeah. covers. Um, okay. okay. Yeah. Still sitting here waiting for Lost Stars 2. Yeah, <laughs> I want that. But you, actually, you know what I want from Claudia Gray more? I actually want her to do a follow-up to Master and Apprentice that's actually the Obi-Wan Satine story. Oh, oh yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. She would write Anything that perfectly her, as well. Yeah, that would be a Claudia Gray like that that's nailed on for her i think it isn't it i mean in the in the venn yeah. diagram of stuff from claudia claudia gray sort of romance with romance yeah pre- prequel yes. era exploring Obi-Wan jedi philosophies Obi-Wan. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah she is I, doing the, i mean I, i'm she's doing the haunted mansion novel for disney so that i know she has stuff coming out but i don't know if uh i don't think anything else from her aside from the, the final stuff. ya book isn't it yes the, the into the light oh. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I love that. Oh, title, that won't be next year. What was that? I love the title for that one, by the way. Obviously, she started with Into the Dark and finishing with Yeah, Into the Light. So it's, clever. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Into the Light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Are we going to have a happy ending? I mean, I guess we can probably talk about this when we when we do the High Republic episode. But do you, do you think so? I hope uh, so. I, I think yeah. so. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, Kevin Scott is not writing any novels, so we might be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. It hasn't been announced. I feel that's like he's true. probably yeah, got something up his true. sleeve somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's right, isn't it? The, the, the final phase of phase, the final wave of phase three is basically everybody back to their original positions with Charles Saul doing an adult novel, Justina doing yeah. a middle grade, and Claudia doing the YA, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. the fact that they've obviously got Charles Soule back to finish, finish it off with his yeah. with an adult novel, I think is gonna. Well, Light of the Jedi was incredible, so I can yeah. only imagine that, that him For topping sure. that off is gonna be extra special as well. I'm very much yeah, looking forward to that. I don't think there'll be any other books this year, right? I would, I don't think so. It's probably too. We would know about it by now. Yeah, and interestingly, they, they did say at Star Wars Celebration at the Lucasfilm Publishing Panel, or actually maybe the High Republic Panel, um, Mike Siglian was at that, and they talked about how they were going to be spacing out the High mm-hmm. Republic releases a bit more, which, you know, mm-hmm. so they, they wouldn't necessarily drop a wave, and suddenly within, within the space of one or two weeks, you're getting an adult novel, a middle grade novel, and... right. A YA, they're going to start spacing this out a bit more, and I, I guess I don't know if they're responding to market conditions or or other factors, but I, I suspect that all over the world, sales of all sorts of things are slowing down right now. Mm. Um, but but I do wonder if they're going to be spacing out other stuff as well. So we're we're not seeing as much stuff dropping in the back half of this year, maybe as as we might have expected based on previous sure. years' release schedules. I'm surprised there hasn't been sort of any sort of Ahsoka tie-in related stuff announced to come out at any point. 
or maybe yeah. it's intentional because they want to sort of keep details about the show under wraps. I mean, I feel like the logical thing is a, a new Tim Zan Thrawn trilogy set before Ahsoka, I think, is what everyone would quite like. I imagine so. I mean, at, at Celebration, Favreau did say that he and Dave spoke to Zan briefly yes, yeah. and that they would follow up with him. Um, mm. in, in, in quotes. If anything, so, they should just do like a re like do a special edition box set of you know the Canon Thrawn through trilogy and like paper like people are gonna go they're gonna start selling those books right like people are gonna yeah. be picking those books up again so like give yeah. them some and then I would buy that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah I imagine we will see some of that sort of stuff. Um, but you're right. I, I think we'll definitely see a new trilogy from Zan at some point off the back of that, but. I don't want to hear so. anything about it until the show yeah. is done and dusted and we've seen mm. the thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. I guess they yeah. they they'll probably steer away from Ahsoka's character from now on just because they've had their fingers <laughs> they've had their fingers burnt once already with you know because Dave let's, just let's, likes changing stuff, yeah. Let, let's tell a story about Ahsoka in print. Uh, I'm sure Dave will honor that in the future. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure any the, the story group would probably handle with kid gloves any of Mr. Filoni's pet, uh, sure, pet sure. Yeah. these days. I um, I do think it's a it is a shame that the the sort of journey to or sort of oh yeah publication tie in uh, sort of re- release publication tie in stuff is sort of gone now mm-hmm. because yeah. I was sort of hoping that like like w- would you not just love a a Din Djarin book, just you know, set before mm-hmm. you know he meets Grogu, of just like just a little bit of him bounty hunting for a while. Yeah, or, no, you know, yeah, somebody... I don't think stuff like that's. The, there Maybe was I'm... a there was a Mandalorian novel in the schedule, wasn't there? At yeah, one I point. got cancelled. I, I can't. Re- who was the author? Can you remember? It you? was Adam Christopher. Oh, was it? That's oh, what it. a shame. What and a he shame. got to do Shadow of the Sith in mm-hmm. in the end instead, yeah. which. Was probably, I mean, that, that's a, I love that book. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad it exists. Oh, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, yeah. I think that there's. I would think that there's still going to be room for stories like that. You know, with them kind of redefining and being clear, like all their eras. Like I think that yeah. they're giving themselves flexibility. It might not be like the journey to blah blah blah, but it's mm-hmm. like I think that the story, depending on what you know, Mike Seglane or the story team wants, or like maybe what they get pitched. I don't think anything's like off the table necessarily. Obviously there's going to have to be like political maneuvering, like whatever's going on at Disney or whatever shows are getting at whatever. But I, that's what I hope. And I, and again, I don't want to talk too much high Republic, but people, I know the conversation has been like, is the high Republic going to be over, over after phase three. And I, I hope and think that it's going to be like a star Wars era that they can go in and tell a one, they, there can be a novel that tells a higher public story. A yes. comic book series like that's happening already yeah. you know same thing with like the whole new era like at the far new uh with ray's new jedi stuff and then all the old stuff with higher public so i, I i'm hoping that's going to be the vibe you know yeah. in the future yeah yeah i mean that, that, <laughs> yeah, that would be great so well. and, you know, yeah. in, in, in the same way that you know every now and again that they'll drop a, a handful of prequel era books in the same yeah. year you know like yeah. last year we got um Brotherhood and mm-hmm. uh, Queen Padawan at Carol. the same time, wasn't it? Yeah. Padawan, yeah, Padawan. You know, the, the, you know, maybe every now and again they'll just look back at the High Republic and say, "Yeah, here's a here's an adult novel about the Rose Sisters after, you know, oh, Path of Vengeance yeah. or, or or whatever." But I mean, particularly that Phase Two era. There, there's yeah. so much. We're so invested in those characters now, but we know we're not going to go back to most of them. <laughs> you know, it, yeah, it does. It does feel ripe for ripe for revisiting at some point. And I was, I, I just, I'm so surprised that they haven't really cashed in on the, the Mando of it all because they could literally release ten books with a picture of Mando and Grogu on the cover, and they would sell because <laughs> someone would see them on a bookshelf and buy it. it like, mm-hmm. and people it like so us would true. lap it up because yeah. it's books and it's obviously Mando and Grogu, and it's surprising that it's sort of been left. Yeah, although you've just reminded me of my pet peeve at the minute, which is the fact that the Mandalorian comic books exist. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking that too. <laughs> oh, what the just sort of the, shot for the shot adaptation? The, yeah, yeah, I mean, I've 
I've got the I've got volume one. I've got maybe maybe even got volume two. I know I'm going to buy the rest of them because they exist. Yeah. But I've not read them yet, and I don't know if I will. And I'm mm-hmm. I, I, maybe I should, shouldn't just buy. Maybe I shouldn't buy them. But <laughs> just hit them where it yeah. hurts. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> well, I just and I'm wondering too. If, um, does that have to do? I don't know. I'm just speculating here. Like, does that have to do with because it's like a Filoni active Disney Plus series? Like, there has to be something going on. Like, maybe when the series is over, we'll yeah. maybe get more of that stuff. Um, oh, I, maybe I, they I, just I, have I a hands off so. approach if Filoni's yeah, still writing. Because there's nothing because else like... original outside of the filmed yeah. thing. Yeah. No, yeah. indeed. Which, which is why they're playing it safe with those comics. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a, a panel for panel, shot for shot redo of, of Which is such a shame but... because a comic book of you know of the adventures of mando and grogu sort of in between That'd the episodes so that we've got everyone yeah. would love everyone the mandalorian love adventures like yeah. make it a make it a dark horse like oh that'd be so fun yeah. i mean maybe there's narrative space for that now that they've got to the end of season three and mm. where, where, mm-hmm. where we left those two characters is kind of mm-hmm. at this point in their lives where they're very much together they're father and son you know, you've got Mando sitting yeah, on the I porch want, in a rocking chair. Yeah. and I want Adventures know. of the Ranch, you know, the, the Mando exactly. Grogu Ranch. Exactly. Well, yeah, and I'm like, is that what the show's going to be now? Like, is this, I don't know, who knows? I guess we'll, <laughs> we'll find out later. I mean, I, I guess we don't even know when we're going to revisit those characters in live action. That's true. Or, or what point their journey they'll be on. That's true. I wouldn't be sad if the show was, like, just over. Like, that was a finale for me. Like, tell their yeah. stories other ways. Like, I mean, I love the show, don't get me wrong. But I'm also not a proponent of like just keep a good thing going forever. Like I feel like you need to. There needs to be a time to be done. You know. Absolutely. I I, I guess I'd be concerned that there's 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 commercial pressure to just keep it going because it oh, far far, far oh, and away has been the most successful oh, yeah. thing. You know, Definitely. just w- w- walking around until the acolyte. Yeah, <laughs> walking around celebration this year. You know, it's just wall to wall man those you know in terms mm-hmm. of the cosplayers clearly that's the thing that has engaged yeah. most people f- and for whom that that is their star wars right now yeah mm-hmm. and, and yeah. grogu is like <laughs> the literally Gold. star wars at the moment yeah. like he is yes. everywhere yeah. you go i'm wearing a grogu hoodie as we speak right now i mean he is everywhere <laughs> <laughs> what are you most looking forward to or what would you like to see out of star wars in the next couple of years Ooh. Um, I mean, I guess some of the things I've already mentioned, uh, more Thrawn books would be one. Uh, the High Republic never stopping <laughs> would be another. <laughs> um, I said earlier, Lost Stars two. I still want that. <laughs> mm. Those are those are my my bookish answers. Uh, just all the stuff that I really like. I want more of it. Uh, and then, I guess on the on the movie and the film and TV side, to be honest, all I'm all all I'm thinking about at the moment is the acolyte. That is the thing that's got me. Yeah. Like, obviously, yeah. Ahsoka, I'm very very excited about. Thrawn is like one of my favorite characters. Ezra is hopefully going to be in it. It's like my favorite Jedi. But to me, the acolyte is a thing that's like genuinely think about once a day. Of like that trailer was so good. I'm so happy that I got to see it. I'm stupidly excited. So that is my that is my obvious and easy answer to be honest. The acolyte is definitely what I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah. What about you, Jason? Oh yeah, I'm totally stealing that answer. I was already going to say the acolyte. Like I'm so excited <laughs> for the acolyte. Um, for more Andor, like for the second seat, whenever that happens. Yes, and I know yeah. that who, I, it's hard to wish for stuff when there's all these strikes going on, but eventually we'll get those. So yeah. um, more Andor, yeah. the acolyte. Um. um I, I didn't, something else I didn't really talk about, and I've talked about it on my show sometimes, but I love um, games, like tabletop games. And so I'm excited for, there's a brand new expansion of this uh, Star Wars Villainous board game. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. That just came Ooh. out literally today here in the States. I don't know if it's oh, international, okay. um, but it's, yeah, it has like Boba Fett on the front and there's new villains. It's a really fun game. Like you play as a villain and you're trying to get your, um, you know, you have your objective you're trying to hit and then like hero cards come out, but the heroes like mess you up. So it's really fun. And then um, oh, there's a deck okay. building game that I love from um, Fantasy Flight. Um, that's the one that me and George Mann are going to try to play online Ooh. against each other because oh, he's nice. a big tabletop gamer too. Um, so I, just getting Star Wars, like hitting, like having the IP like hit me in all of my like 
tastes <laughs> like it just makes me so happy like getting good yeah. star wars content in like a game in a book in a video game like it mm. um in a tv a kids tv series like um just having quality content like come my way that from an ip that i absolutely love like is so uh exciting so there's i'm, I'm always excited for the stuff that we don't know is coming so it's like yep. we, we know yeah. a lot of what's coming so i get excited about the unknown um so yeah, I guess that's where I would go from there. And I, I, I'm trying not to be too bummed about the celebration thing. Like I'm excited for Celebration Japan, but I'm just like praying for the day that there's a celebration that you know a lot of fans from you know across the world can attend um, together. Like I would love to meet <laughs> you guys at a con or meet some of my friends yeah. from across the U.S. at a con, like um, a centralized con. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm at the back of my mind. I'm thinking at, at, a, at a future. Uh, at a future date when celebration is back in the states i, I might make the the jump over the pond and and do that J japan's if a bit did, too far japan's hard and japan's hard crazy expensive and etc like if they did east coast in the u.s like yeah. i would fly across to get there i mean let's is that equidistant to you guys ish i mean it's probably a little bit yeah. it, it, it's, it's like a six hour flight to yeah new york it's around maybe. the same for me from where i'm at yeah. so see yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, East, East Coast would be great. Uh, in terms of what I'm looking forward to most, I mean, it, it is the Acolyte. I'm not going to lie. I mean, usually when people ask me that, I'm like, whatever's next, you know? <laughs> yeah. But because I, I, I can't, you know, I find it hard to multitask my emotional energies. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, what's next? Ahsoka? That's the thing I'm most excited about. I mean, we've got that. I'll be, I'll be as excited as hell about the next thing. Mm -hmm. um, but of all the stuff that we know is in the pipeline, um, Acolyte really intrigues me. Yes. I, I only recently caught up with Russian Doll, uh, which is the series on Netflix that um, the showrunner of The Acolyte has done. Leslie Headland, Headland, I Headland, cannot. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm butchering her surname. Um, but a really intriguing series. Uh, really entertaining. Um. Just the idea that someone that creative and that imaginative is getting her hands on Star Wars, I just find really, really exciting. Throw into the mix that it's tail end of the High Republic leading into the prequel era yep. and, and, and possibly about the Sith crawling out of the woodwork after almost a millennia and all of that stuff. I just think it has the makings of something really very special. You mm -hmm. know? Um, Absolutely. And I think it... It's obviously going to be something that is made for all Star Wars fans, but I definitely think it's after Celebration and them really giving huge reveals and exclusives to High Republic fans at the High Republic panel, it feels like a show that's like, you High Republic book readers, you're going yes. to particularly love it's this. For this, this is for yeah. you guys. Mm -hmm. It's for everyone, yeah. but it's mostly for you. And that's what gets me very excited because the book fans getting showed some love in the tv world is not that common so it's nice to get no, it. no indeed indeed yeah yeah and a nice little present from lucasfilm for us fans for us yes big fans. absolutely yeah that's i think a lovely place to just to, to wrap it up guys i think um yes, yeah so where can folk find you guys online if you would like to be found online jason <laughs> <laughs> You can find me at this dad reads on all the socials, threads, Instagram. I'm still on Twitter, still hanging on. Um, and on thisdadreads.com, that's where I have links to my podcast and to my book reviews. I also write for tatooinetimes.com. I write Star Wars comic book reviews. So you can find me all of those places. Excellent. And what about yourself, Dan? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Vader's Castle Library and that is pretty much it. I I, I don't use. Well, I was going to say Twitter, but it's not Twitter anymore. It's X now. <laughs> uh, but I don't really use that one. So Instagram is the place to find me. Cool. Yeah, I, I got the new uh, X logo on my phone today, and I, d <laughs> me I too. don't know how I feel about it. I miss the bird. Bring the bird back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, folk can find me. Uh, on instagram or the platform formerly known as twitter or indeed on threads um for as long as it lasts <laughs> uh at journals of the wills that's journals with an s and wills with an itch um obviously you can reach out to the podcast team as well on 
all of those platforms as at SWBC podcast. Uh, the show will be back very soon uh, with uh, more ramblings about the High Republic. And no doubt there will be some 15 minutes episodes that are longer than 15 minutes <laughs> uh, with our re- regular weekly dives into canon and legends titles. I, I hope you're enjoying listening to those. I- I'm enjoying rambling into a microphone on them anyway. Um, but that's going to wrap us up for today. So it's a goodbye from Jason. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the show, Jason. And it's goodbye from Dan. Goodbye. Great chatting to you guys, as always. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, Dan. And it's a goodbye from me. Thanks for listening, folks. May the force be with you.